Hi, I'm Ethan, I love muzzleloading, and this is your muzzleloading news for the week. I think the big news this week is the ongoing or continuation of some of the muzzleloading supply shortages that we've seen over the past year. This week in a comments thread, Hodgen Powders addressed comments and questions about where the Blackhorn 209 powder is, saying that we could start seeing it in stores in two to eight weeks. Now this is the same estimate that we heard and saw and read about uh, in early March as we went to April. Hodgen saying that powder would be on the shelves in April and we're now at the end of May and we're getting another um, you know, another forecast out there right now. So Hodgden is still assuring everybody that powder is being made and being shipped. I think the breakdown in this comes to where the shooters like us are out here looking for powder and we're unable to find it. The competition season is starting to heat up and people are beginning to get their draw tags, especially for that Western hunting. Right now, everybody's thinking about supplies and we're not able to find it. Even more so than we saw earlier in the spring, we're starting to see this frustration pick up again where we can't find supplies, especially this Blackhorn 209. You have new muzzleloaders coming out from just about every manufacturer right now that do shoot this stuff, that shoot the best with this Blackhorn 209 and we can't find it. Next up, the NRA is looking for volunteers to donate or send in some caps to one of their Western outdoor summer camps. Right now they have no caps for this camp and they've reached out to the manufacturers and the manufacturers are unable to help due to current demand and the current shortage climate that we continue to be in. It looks like our friends at the NMLRA are gonna be collecting caps to be shipped out west for this camp during the spring national shoot this June 12th through 20th. So if you're gonna be in Friendship, Indiana to compete or to hang out at the spring national shoot and have some spare caps, please consider bringing a couple tins throwing them in the box. They're going to ship any caps that are donated all at once to save on that hazmat fee to try to facilitate these kids getting introduced and having fun with some black powder muzzleloaders this summer. Related to caps, muzzleloaders.com received a huge shipment of number 11 and number 10 percussion caps earlier this week. As of recording here, they are all sold out except for some of the musket caps and some of the Schutzen musket caps. They have a few RWS caps in stock still, so I encourage you to check those out. And uh, if you can't find and can't get a hold of those number 11 caps, maybe it's time to consider getting a replacement nipple to use to shoot some of these musket caps that we're starting to see more availability of in contrast to the number 11 caps. On Thursday this week, Grafs and Sons received a large shipment of Winchester Black Powder Magnum number 11 caps. And as a recording, they are still in stock. So we're hoping that this trend continues and we start to see more of these caps used by muzzleloaders become more in stock. Also, as, as of recording, they still have a lot of RWS and shoots and caps in stock. So if you're looking for those, Graf's and Sons might be the place to get them this week. You're gonna have to act fast though, whether you're ordering from Graf and Sons, muzzleloaders.com or anybody else out there. Really, I think what these vendors are trying to do to alleviate this pressure is they're introducing or announcing that they have caps in stock through their email newsletters so that they can let interested people know as soon as possible. So we're not relying on hearsay and who looked at the site that day, sharing on the forums and things. So. Regardless of where you're shopping, I think the key to this summer and finding caps is gonna be subscribing to the individual store newsletters so you can get that email into your inbox to know that they have the caps that you're looking for. With Father's Day coming up, muzzlers.com is doing a great giveaway to keep for yourself or, or maybe, you know, as a last minute Father's Day gift. They're gonna be giving away a Traditions Pursuit Vapor XT. This is one of Traditions' new inline muzzleloaders for 2021, this new vapor technology barrel. 
is Tradition's line of faster twist modern inline rifle barrels. It's exciting to see Tradition's beginning to move into this faster twist rate that you're starting to see in some of the bigger names and more of the precision names when it comes to modern muzzleloading. And this is your chance to win one of these new rifles with that faster twist rate. The press release says, in preparation for Father's Day, we are giving away a Traditions Pursuit Vapor XT. Comment, share, and fill out the entry form below for your chance to win. The winner will be selected on June 9th and the rifle will arrive to your door before Father's Day. Good luck and happy Father's Day. We'll include a link to the giveaway form and the social media post where this was announced in the show notes below. Please check that out. And you know, it can't hurt, you know, you free, free muzzle loader. Moving into the competition season for the year, you can register online for the NMLRA Spring National Shoot right now. You'll receive $5 off your registration and be able to go in, pick up your registration and start shooting. The national shoots like this are kind of known for their long lines when it comes to the target desk getting started. And this is one way that you can help yourself and help the NMLRA get started and alleviate those long lines. Last but not least, I have a little bit, I think of uh, probably some of the heaviest news that we've had when it came to muzzleloading. This morning I woke up to an email about an article that was published on NBC about black powder and muzzleloaders and the enthusiasts like us that, uh, that keep this sport going. I'll have a link to it in the show notes and I really encourage everybody that's interested or cares about muzzleloading, black powder, any aspect of it. I don't care if you're into the history, you just hunt or you're a hardcore competitor, you're pushing the limits of things. I think it's a really important article to read and understand, um, you know, just for where things could possibly be going for us. We all know that when it comes to shooting sports, uh, the mainstream and the news outlets out there aren't, aren't real big fans of us and the things that we enjoy. But I think this article could be an indication of us not necessarily being able to kind of fly under the radar. I'm not bringing this up to be alarmist. I'm not bringing it up to, you know, upset anybody. And I, I really kind of question bringing it up at all, uh, whether it was worth it or not, but I think it's important for muzzleloaders of all kinds to think about and understand when something like this comes out and the impact that it could have on the sport. The headline is, a major retailer used to sell muskets online. It stopped after a shooting death in Ohio. The decision made by Bass Pro Shops and its subsidiaries Cabela's to halt internet sales of black powder firearms shows that even ardent gun sellers are rethinking their operations. Now, you can think of this what you want. Like I said, I think it's just important to read it and understand how muzzleloading is going to be talked about now for the foreseeable future. The article goes on to describe a, a horrible crime that was committed with a black powder revolver. By no means condoning that at all. It's horrible. Any loss of life like that, um, you know, is, is horrible. But I think that, uh, I think now we could be seeing muzzlers being lumped in with this, you know, used as a crime. Everybody that uses them or enjoys them is also a criminal. Uh, I'm not going to go into the full article in here. Like I said, I encourage you to read it. But I think one of the things to pay attention to is how they talk about muzzleloaders and their enthusiasts. Here's where they really start talking about muzzleloaders and black powder. Black powder firearms, named for the loose gunpowder that needs to be loaded into the guns, are a niche product that owners often buy as an unusual way to hunt or as a historical throwback to an era such as the Revolutionary War. I have a couple <laughs> frustrations with that. I think that um, an unusual way to hunt is you know it is rather insulting really 
uh, maybe for a lot of people, but Americans and people around the world have been hunting with muzzleloaders longer than any other firearm. Uh, so it's, it's hard to, to me, it's hard to say that it's unusual, but I, I love muzzleloaders. So maybe that we give them a pass on that one. Um, I think one of the concerning things here for me is as a throwback to the revolutionary war, which, which muzzleloading is, but I'm, I'm really concerned that statements like these are attempting to lump muzzleloaders and their enthusiasts in with political groups here that you're starting to see. And we don't need that. We, we don't need that. Uh, we don't want muzzleloading. I don't think is necessarily political. And I really feel that verbiage like this could really frame us in an unflattering light as we move forward here. The article goes on to critique the fact that muzzleloaders and black powder firearms are available to people with a felony. They, the article doesn't mention this, but that is because the ATF, the government body that manages firearms, classifies them all as antiques. Um, and I think this, from what we've seen in the past couple weeks, in regards to the ATF looking at changing nomenclature and definitions when it comes to modern firearms. I don't think this is a coincidence, and I think this is an attempt to get muzzleloaders and black powder involved in this reclassification idea that we're starting to see move um, over the past couple months. The article goes on to say that Cabela's didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Um, they, <laughs> they followed all the rules. They mentioned Cabela's statements in here. But it still doesn't, the, the language here is just, is just kind of nuts to me. Um, everybody followed the law except for the criminal who murdered somebody with a muzzleloader. But this article is trying to lump muzzleloaders in <laughs> with the crime. And I, I, just, I just think you guys should know about that. Um, and I think we all need to be aware of that. And I think we all need to be thinking about that. Because I don't think that muzzleloaders really were on the radar. I mean, this crime happened early last year. This article is published nearly a year after this crime happened. And maybe I'm speculating here, I, I'm not sure, but to me, I, I don't think that muzzleloaders would have come up under the radar of an NBC writer without the massive surge that we've seen over the past year of interest and of search traffic. I mean, you can look up any keyword search site out there and see that interest in muzzleloaders has really spiked. And I, I don't think that that is unrelated to this article being published now almost a year later. So that's kind of a heavy place to end it, but um, I really encourage you to look at that article, check it out and see for yourself and let me know in the comments or shoot me an email what you think about it. Am I worried too much about it? Should I not be worried about it? Um, I'd like to hear what you think about it because I think that we all have to be together in this to make sure that muzzleloading continues and to make sure that we aren't branded in a negative light. I mean, there's so much about muzzleloading that is fantastic and that is wonderful and that never hurts anybody. And I would really hate to see people be able to frame us only with, only with you know, <laughs> with a negative light. And I, I, I don't want that to happen. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing here with I Love Muzzleloading is we need to be at the forefront of all of this and defining what it means to be a muzzleloading enthusiast and to love muzzleloading. To sign off on this episode, I have another giveaway to tell you about. This is with the American Mountain Men. They're looking to raise money to maintain land that they own in Kentucky that is the home of an 1820s trading post. You have a chance to win an astounding set consisting of a fully engraved Super Hawken rifle, a St. Louis powder horn with beaded strap, and a quilled pouch by four of America's finest artists. Chuck Edwards, Todd Daggett, Brad Bailey, and Sean Webster all had a hand in this set. And I'm looking at the pictures now and looking up the close-ups of these 
wonderful pieces and you're not going to want to miss your chance to win. The drawing will take place on October 9th. You do not have to be present to win. It's not valid where prohibited by law. To purchase tickets, you can either mail a check to AMMKY Land Fund at P.O. Box 20, Fairview, Kentucky, or you can make a donation through PayPal at KYLandFund at ATT.net. Tickets are $10, six for 50, and 12 for 20. This is a great way to help raise some funds for an interesting historical site and have a chance to win a really beautiful set. Um, I'm looking at this and I'm a little envious. It's got a wonderful pineapple style patch box. The beadwork on the horn strap and the pouch are just amazing. And the St. Louis horn, I think is uh, stylistically a wonderful uh, traditional you know, marvel of craftsmanship and of traditional engineering, really, if you want to think about it that way. We'll have links to that and everything else talked about in this episode in the show notes down below. I'm Ethan. I love muzzleloading. Thank you so much for watching. I know we got a little out into the weeds there, but um, I'm hoping that you enjoyed this episode of Muzzleloading News of the Week. As always, you can visit ilovemuzzleloading.com to learn more. Reach out to me in the comments below or shoot me an email at ilovemuzzleloading at gmail.com. I'd love to talk to you about muzzleloading and hear what you think about anything that we've discussed or hear about something that you think I should be talking about. Thanks so much for watching. We'll catch you next time. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.